This episode is brought to you by EarthBreeze, the one New Year's resolution I've ever been able to stick to. It's completely transformed my laundry experience. Gone are the big, heavy plastic jugs, the measuring out of detergent every time. All I do is grab an EarthBreeze wash sheet. All I do is grab an EarthBreeze eco sheet. It looks just like a dryer sheet, except it's slightly less dry. It's ultra concentrated detergent. I throw it in the wash and that's it. Never think about it again. Laundry comes out great, clean, fresh smelling, no harmful chemicals or bleaches or dyes or anything in there. If you want to change up your laundry game this year, right now my listeners can get started with EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash drilled, that's E-A-R-T-H-B-R-E-E-Z-E dot com slash drilled for 40% off your subscription. Welcome back to Drilled. I'm Amy Westervelt. We launched our Drilled News Climate COVID Policy Tracker just a little over a week ago. And already we're up to 50 examples of the fossil fuel industry using this global health pandemic to roll back regulations, push through permitting for controversial projects, and seek all sorts of government help to keep itself afloat. The problem there isn't just that it's gross to profit from a pandemic. It's that this is happening during a really critical decade. These are years when climate scientists say that for the world to have a shot at averting catastrophic climate change, industrial nations have to slash greenhouse gas emissions. The absolute last thing we need are policies and incentives that encourage the opposite. But it's not just a long-term problem. One thing we've heard about a lot from all over the country is that industry requests for regulatory relief are causing immediate health issues for the public. We talked on our last episode about what's happening in the Permian Basin in Texas, where fracking operators are releasing record levels of methane and volatile organic compounds while local residents are trapped at home, unable to escape the fumes. Last week, we heard about another similar story in a small town in Colorado. New Year's resolutions are almost destined to fail. I resolve almost every year to work less, and we all know it's not going to (laughs) happen. But one thing I have been able to stick to, and you can too, is switching up the way you do laundry in 2024 and grabbing earth breeze. I know what you're thinking, laundry is not so fun. Those huge heavy plastic jugs measuring out the right amount, getting goo all over the place. It's annoying. EarthBreeze eco sheets totally changed the game. Unlike powder or liquid, EarthBreeze actually looks like a dryer sheet, but it's ultra concentrated laundry detergent. And it's super easy. You just throw it into your laundry and that's it. There's no measuring, there's no lugging anything around. Your laundry comes out clean, it smells great. I love it. It's genuinely made my life easier. It's also dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic, 
free of bleach and dyes, so it's perfect for every load. You'll never run out of detergent again, thanks to Earth Breeze's easy, flexible subscription. You can adjust, pause, or cancel at any time with no hidden fees or penalties, and you save a whopping 40% when you subscribe. Plus, shipping is always free, and Eco Sheets are packaged in a slim cardboard envelope that saves a ton of space. It also gets rid of one more plastic thing in your life. And the company has donated over 100 million loads of laundry and counting to those in need. Right now, my listeners can get started with Earth Breeze and save 40%. 440. Go to earthbreeze.com slash drilled. That's E-A-R-T-H-B-R-E-E-Z-E.com slash drilled for 40% off your subscription. you're listening to this show, you are probably at least climate curious. And one thing that I get asked all the time is, okay, I understand that this is a big problem. We need to act now, but what can I do? The climate crisis can feel like such a huge, overwhelming problem, which is why this April, former U.S. Vice President Al Gore and The Climate Reality are holding a free training on what's happening with the climate and what we can personally do. And actually, I'm going to be part of that training. It all happens in New York City, April 12th through the 14th, and it's going to be big, really big. If you want to know what climate change means for your future, your career, your part of the country or the world, this training is for you. You'll get to hear straight from former U.S. Vice President Al Gore, and a lineup of incredible thought leaders, scientists, experts, and more at the top of their fields. I'll be doing a training on climate disinformation as part of this. You'll come away with a real understanding of what's happening to the planet and the skills to make a difference. If you complete the training, you'll join the Climate Reality Leadership Corps, a community of nearly 50,000 change makers all over the world. To learn more and apply, visit climaterealityproject.org slash new dash York. That's climaterealityproject.org slash new dash York. I hope to see you there. I'm Gailene Castriata, the mayor pro tem for the city and county of Broomfield. One part of Broomfield is located pretty close to a major fracking site operated by extraction oil. We have an, a very engaged uh, group of residents who live in close proximity to the Livingston pad, which is an 18-well megapad that was uh, approved in 2017 before I was elected, right before I was elected. It was also before the state passed a landmark bill that gave Colorado towns and counties the right to prioritize citizens' health over oil industry profits. You'd think that would just be a given, but no, it had to be legislated. And of course, in the lead up to the passage of that legislation, a large number of projects were permitted very quickly. When this legislation was going through 
last year during the session, the amount of permits that were rammed through the COGCC was like in the thousands. Unfortunately, that wasn't in place when extraction oil and gas said they wanted to drill. And at that point, the state setbacks were all local governments rely on, which were 500 feet from homes, you know, and occupied structures. So that council did negotiate an operator agreement to get a little bit larger setback. We're talking, you know, 1,000 feet, uh, 1,300 feet, which at the time was, you know, they thought it was a win. Extraction said they had a, a quiet fleet. We wouldn't even hear it. They have a closed-loop system that captures all the fugitive emissions, and uh, it was state-of-the-art. So they started last July, and uh, the, the odors were horrible. <laughs> the, the complaints we received from the impacted residents were in the hundreds. The wow. noise, because it was a 24-7 operation, was intolerable. People couldn't sleep. People couldn't enjoy their homes. They couldn't go outside in, in their backyards. I mean, it was it, it was horrific. So we knew that everything that they were saying in the in the agreement wasn't actually true. That was in the summer of 2019. In the months since, those residents have organized and begun pushing for regulation and policy to curb emissions and noise. The the residents have organized. You know, they're they're very. Uh, active and engaged, and they wrote us over 100 emails. And then the coronavirus pandemic hit. They're, they're seniors, a lot mm-hmm. of them. Anthem Ranch community is a 55-plus community. Their average age is 70. So they're self-quarantining right now. Can't leave their homes. The big problem right now is what's called flowback in fracking. That's the phase that the extraction oil wells are in at the moment. And notoriously, flowback has come with a lot of risk. Extraction Stromberger pad in Windsor blew up during flowback in December wow. of 2017. So people are rightly a little bit scared that this comes with a lot more danger because it's when the, the well first starts flowing back, just like it sounds, and producing oil and gas under high pressure. Right. And it's also the highest emitting phase, obviously, because the hydrocarbons are coming to the surface now. Gailin and the rest of the city council tried to do something to protect the seniors living near this Livingston well pad. And we went to our public health director and asked if, you know, there's something we could do to to try to suspend this while the emergency stay-at-home orders are in place, to give them one less thing to worry about so they could go back, you know, they could at least go in their backyard to get some fresh air and, 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 and to not have this other layer of worry because they're an at-risk community. And then things got a little crazy. Extraction filed for a temporary restraining order before we even passed it. <laughs> they got they got their day in court immediately. And we were immediately served with a temporary restraining order. You cannot even pass it, basically, until we go back to court and fight for the right to try to pass it. Ultimately, the judge threw out the temporary restraining order because extraction had filed for it before the city even passed its emergency health measure. But he, the judge cautions that we shouldn't be arbitrary and capricious. We should not use our police powers um, unnecessarily, that if we pass one, we may be right back in court, you know, <laughs> that we knew that it would be a big litigation fight. And like most counties, we're already furloughing employees. 
We have a $12 million shortfall because of lost sales tax revenue, everything shutting down. And, you know, is it prudent to take on something that's going to cost us millions? So they dropped it. When I reached out to Extraction Oil for comment, spokesperson Brian Kane sent the following statement. Quote, we applaud Broomfield's decision and their recognition of responsibilities to their community. The city's own experts have told the council that the same flowback operation conducted at our nearby interchange pad last year was safe and resulted in zero citizen complaints, no issues identified during daily inspections, and no issues with air quality. The COGCC has testified to Broomfield there is no reason to believe this process is unsafe, and the state has deemed oil and gas an essential industry that needs to continue operating during this critical time. The city passed an emergency noise ordinance a few months before the pandemic hit in an attempt to deal with the noise of the Livingston facility. To try to limit the hours of operation to time hours like every other production in a residential area. They can't work overnight, but we had proof that they exceeded the noise limit. We do have proof. Extraction Oil filed a motion to dismiss this ordinance, and on April 1st, the Broomfield Municipal Court denied that motion. The mayor says they will continue to monitor the air quality and emissions coming out of the Livingston pad closely, and that the idea of a public health ordinance may well come back. She also points to this situation as a good example of why the state policy is so important, and points to it as sort of a cautionary tale for other towns and counties considering allowing oil and gas projects within their limits. Because we had hundreds of of complaints from these poor residents who have been assaulted by odors mm-hmm. and health impacts um, and now noise 24-7. They can't even sleep in their homes. It's just been a nightmare. Don't Awful. let these people in your town. That's my takeaway. Don't let them in. Don't believe it. I thought I would be able to, to help, and I, I've, I've done nothing but fight for the two and a half years I've been in office to try to, to create equity for the people and give them a voice. But it, it, it's, been, it's been a hard fight because, you know, I'm sure you've heard the term petroleum republic. They seem to get their way with everything. it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you've heard about a rule waiver, a new law, a newly permitted oil and gas project, coal mine, anything like that, or any other pro-fossil fuel moves made under the cover of the coronavirus crisis that might undermine climate action, send us a tip. Those can go to pitches at drillednews.com. We'll be back next week with a look at what's happening in Louisiana right now. In the meantime, the last two episodes of Emily Atkins' heated miniseries are coming later this week, so keep an eye out for those. Drilled is produced and distributed by Critical Frequency. The show is reported, written, and produced by me, Amy Westervelt. Our editorial advisor is Reka Murthy. Music for this season is from Martin Wissenberg. You can follow us on Twitter at WeAreDrilled and go to drillednews.com for additional reporting on all of the issues that we cover here. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.